Miriam Tazi in the house. Malcolm Riddle. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's going on, Miriam Tazi? It's just my birthday today. It is your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. How you feel about that? Eh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Kind of so-so. Feel old. It's a day to celebrate. Yeah, I'll celebrate maybe a little later. Well, I'll tell you one thing I was celebrating, and happy birthday to you. Thanks. What are you celebrating? I'm glad you're... I'm, I'm happy you're here. Oh. I am celebrating the fact that my son, Justin, he, uh, he just discovered Wu-Tang. He just discovered them? Yeah. Yeah. How did he discover them? On his own. I mean, of course, okay. you know, I've, I've hooked him up with Tribe Called Quest. I've hooked him up with KRS. Right. You know, the usual suspects. But right. he came to me the other day and he was like, just quoting rhymes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so you didn't you didn't buy him a record or anything? He just didn't went. buy it. I didn't okay. even throw it on him. It, it was on my list, of it course. It makes sense that he went in that direction, you know, though, kind of. That's what I told him. Because he <laughs> likes the boom bap. Yeah. He likes that style. Like, there's so many different styles out there. But it, it's it's... For me, it's uh, you know it's satisfying as a parent of a fourteen-year-old to know that that's where he's the direction he's moving towards. Yeah, I'm sure you're very proud. And before I get on into that, uh, thanks for tuning into another episode of American Riddle. You know how we get down, you know. <laughs> we of course, get right in it. <laughs> yeah, of course we're going to mix it up, but we're not going to forget about you. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, like I said, my son, um, of course he's. I mean, just just listen to this for a second. Just let me let me just go off for a minute. Okay. Fourteen years old. His favorite MC is KRS-One. His favorite actor is Lorenz Tate. Uh, his he's and he just made the AB honor roll. Good for him. Yeah, just made and he's reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Wow. So he's your son. I'm. Uh, <laughs> he, well, he's doing way better than I was doing when I was fourteen. Well, in school, you mean everything. Oh. The whole well, that's what you want, though. You want your offspring to be, you know, more successful than you and do better, right? You yeah. want to provide and have them have a better life than you, I guess. Well, in a way, it, yeah, I'm happy on that, po- you know, that point. But in a way, I'm sad because when I do reflect upon myself and where I'm at, it, uh, you know, when you look in the mirror and I say, like the guest we're going to have on today, it makes me feel sad that I didn't know this guest until recent. And I talked about this on a podcast where I fell out of love with rap music, yeah. not so much the hip hop culture, because I'm always hip hop, yeah. you know what I mean? From the way I dress, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, somewhat the way I talk, but just everything I do embodies hip hop to a degree, but I fell out of love somehow uh, at some point, uh, you know, with rap music itself. And and when I when I look at my son now and I see what he's the 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 the, the people that he is embracing, you know what I mean? And I'm like, God, how did I how did I let myself become part of someone else's plan? Meaning the stuff that mainstream is feeding us, the stuff that 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 is being put out there on the radio, on television, uh, uh, and me as a parent now. Looking at myself and saying, you know, getting mad, getting, get, you've heard my frustration, yeah, right, and and then taking it out on some of the new artists today, which is which is completely wrong because we've talked about how you have to dig and find what's out there, right. So in a sense, I'm happy that the, this next guest, this guest we're about to introduce, uh, I've been able to connect and and dig a little deeper to you know uh, submerge myself. With the good stuff, the, the the good food, because for so long, I was in that hip hop garden. You know what I mean? When I was coming up, it was KRS, it was Big Daddy Kane, it was Rakim. You know what I mean? It was King Sun, it was Ice T. And now I've been introduced to Napoleon the Legend, yep. the, soul, the 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 shoulder of truth. You know what I mean? That's that's a big deal. And on the mic right now, we have Napoleon the Legend. What's up? Yes, yes. Thank you for the introduction. How y'all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. And like I said, man, thanks, thanks for, thanks for, for you know, taking time of your, out of your day to, you know, be on our podcast because we do. We talk a, a lot about hip hop. We we vent a lot about what's going on, what we see, what we hear. Uh, but one of the things that we, you know, we we we've come to realize is you have to at some point you got to stop complaining about it and actually do something about it. 
You know what I mean? I totally, I totally agree with you because I get in the same space, especially when when you're doing it the way I'm doing, like full time, and you know, working on getting the music out there, doing shows, touring, recording. It's 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 a, it's it's pretty much a sacrifice because you sacrifice your time, your work, your life. There's a lot of things you have to go through, and a lot of times you, you hit walls and you get frustrated and you see what's going on out there. And you're like, what's going on? And, and and then you come back to the point where you're just like, yo, you know, hip hop is us. It's what we do. It's let, let, let's stop worrying about. I, I don't know how many conversations I have with DJs and people, your friends of mine. I'm like, yeah, let's stop worrying about what such and such is playing or not playing or what is such and such is doing. It's like we here. Like, well, let, let's do what we do well and, and really get get the word out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's important. I mean, it's uh, you know we had uh, uh, last year we had Crazy Legs from Rocksteady on the show, and that was one of the things that he brought up. And he still, if I you know you see him on Twitter, you see him you know at the festivals. One of the things that he says is you just got to dig deep and you have to submerge yourself you know within the culture of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's so, all there. You know, it's there at your fingertips. You just have to f- go and find it and keep with it and keep up with it. You know. And, and what's cool about this is I've talked about this on the show where a lot of the MCs, where there's Guru, where there's Grand Pooba, likes uh, Kooji rap, certain MCs I was introduced by women in my life, <laughs> just yeah. like I was introduced to you by Miriam Tazi. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the women. We have good ear. We can hear things. You know, we have a good uh, <laughs> musical he- hearing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's the women that, that, that are out there that we don't hear as much from in, in hip-hop these days. You know, uh, I mean, I guess they're in the form of dancers or, or you know, sexual objects, but not like in the 80s or, or, or early 90s. Would you agree to that? Yeah, uh, and shout out to Miriam for holding <laughs> down. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. And, uh <laughs> No, it, I, I believe it's true because it's the same thing. I, I, I've been in different situations where women would have put me on to somebody. The thing is, especially when, when, when you're in, the, in this game, like certain, like when you, you go to like the typical underground show, like let's say in New York or let's even say in Philly, like you're not going to see that many women in the crowd. And I mean, you'll see some, but it's not... They don't really come out like that. Unless it's, unless it's Common. Unless it's Common or Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> well, exactly. But that's why I said underground. Common yeah. is not underground yeah, anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but it, when I do a show or in Europe, it's, it's like, it's a mixed crowd. It's, it's like different. you feel like you're going out to a club like back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they, they're looking for that real hip hop. And um, it has to do with a lot, lot of things. I, I, I think it's just, just the way... It's not in the mainstream. Like you said, you have to dig deeper, and a lot of us don't have the time to dig. And back in the day, at least sometimes you could watch TV and you'll, you'll put on BT or even MTV and see some hip-hop. Nowadays, you, you can't even do that anymore. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's just like things is – the, the, the landscape is, is, is different. Um, but – it, it's there's so much when 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 you're really doing it like for it like when you're really part of this culture there's so much to do like I teach kids in school and it's funny when you talked about your um your son you know loving KRS One and discovering Wu Tang Clan I teach middle schoolers in Brownsville once a week like a hip hop workshop and a lot of them you know they you would be surprised i i ask them often like oh who, who do you like cuz i never impose my taste on them and i know you know we're a different de- generation i'm i'm expecting to hear french montana make meek mills but i'm hearing a couple of them say nas i'm hearing a couple of them say you know even artists like tech 9 and and different type of artists that are not you know getting played like a, a hundred times a day on the radio yeah yeah no it's it, it's it's refreshing and you just never know what what's going on in a child's mind. That's the truth. That's the truth. I mean, they, that's the essence. I, at the end of the day, once you really get into it, it's like, yeah, you might you might get into it by whatever you're hearing, but if you're really interested, you're gonna get back to the essence. It's like me. There's a lot of artists I'm discovering now. Like even let's put Calvin One, who happens also to be my favorite rapper. 
it took me it took me years before he actually became my favorite rapper. I always liked Love KRS One. I, I seen shows and everything, but at a young age, I couldn't even grasp what he was saying, and yeah. I, I couldn't even really grasp what he was teaching. And now I listen to his music. I'm like, it's, he's like an encyclopedia. It's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been my favorite since I was a teenager, and uh, yeah, I talk about him quite a bit on this show. Uh, and actually had the uh, the pleasure in meeting him uh, recently, so it was uh, it was a, it was a great experience. But uh, yeah, he's he, he is exactly who he says he is. Uh, make no mistake about that. And you could tell. You could tell. Like he he like I seen the show like a few years back. I think at SOBs, and it's like it changed my life. It's like it's like going on a on a spiritual retreat or something to see one of his shows it's not just music it's like deeper than that you know yeah. well that, that's one of the things i want to talk to you about because one of the things that i pick up pick up from KRS1 seeing him live he is a believer of you taking something away from your experience when you put that record on the turntable or download the album or the song or what, or go to a show we're going to have fun. We're going to be entertained. But he his his message is uh, uh, take something away, something good away. And I picked that up uh, from you as well. That that your overall message, like you could easily take the, the the route of you know any and not to put down any other MC that's out you know popping bottles uh, or 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 hanging out with dancers or talking about cars. You know, there's a place for that, but. Your message is 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 more direct. Almost, I'm gonna and I, I talked to Miriam last night. I mean, you're on the level of a KRS One. Wow, thank you. Yeah, thank I mean, you. I mean, those are my those are my teachers, man. That he's like my master without without him knowing because I never met him. But it's just um, I always thought it was important for me. I guess every every individual is different. Like music is really my outlet. It's my expression. And I feel like the platform that we get and the opportunity we get to speak to so many people, whether we're on stage, you know, broadcasting for in a show with 30 people or in a show with 2000 people, because I've done both. You know what I mean? And um, it's 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 such a powerful thing. We're like politicians. When you see like Bernie Sanders on the pulpit on a debate, when you see like they have a mic, they, their voice projects. We're doing the same thing when you're playing a record on a radio when you're, you're getting spins on certain radio stations, a lot of people get to hear you. So why? I, me, it's just like there's so much that could be said. And I used to get so much out of hip hop, probably the same as you both. Like back in the day when I, when I discovered it and I would listen to X-Clan or I would listen to Poor Righteous Teacher yeah. or I would listen even even Tribe, like just little Jules here and there and, and Wu-Chang and... I felt like I wasn't getting that anymore, like in in the same way. Like there's a lot, don't get me wrong, a lot of rappers that have great content, but like with them, it was like a style to to the way they they gave it. There was flavor behind it. It wasn't just like straight, like, okay, I'm just going to teach you. It's just like, you just listening to the music and then you might notice, like really think about what they saying like a few months later, you know, once you hear it again. And... I, that that always inspired me. Yeah. It, what was your earliest experience? You know, I, I, what I found online about your coming here to the states, and I mean, you were right here in, in our backyard in Maryland, Virginia, DC. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> well, now he's in New York. But. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of ironic because yeah, my, my my family came came here when I was. Four years old. We, I was born in Paris. They're from the Comoros Islands, which is um, uh, Lower East Africa. It's like kind of a, a forgotten land in the world. A lot of people don't know about it. And um, they, we came out here and uh, stayed in, in the D.C. Maryland area. And so I grew up. I grew up around there. And um, funny enough, like I was doing music. I started doing music in school. I remember. Uh, Shout out to Mary. <laughs> I remember. I think you were a grade below me yep. or something like that. And yep. then your brother was a grade on top of me. I was on a basketball team with him. Yeah, so, I remember you playing b-ball too. <laughs> yeah. That was my passion with music, music and basketball. That's all I was thinking about yep. in, in, in Japanese anime. That was all I was about. <laughs> and, um, like, 
I was doing it, and I, 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 I was. I, I, sometimes I would fly fly to Paris to, to meet some friends and and to, to see some family, and I would do music over there. Like I released a vinyl, and I was just grinding with my music. You know, I was burning CDs, going around Maryland. You know, I, I, after I graduated uh, from from high school, and I felt like the Maryland DC scene was like very very much like I was putting a lot of energy out there and doing a lot of things. Like I opened, people didn't know I opened for Busta Rhymes, I opened for Nelly, I opened for Ghostface, I opened for Wyclef in the DC area, 930 Club, George Washington University, Maryland University. But I would never get any type of traction from, let's say, the local DJs or the radio stations. And I would know some people that were there. And, you know, I would go there, you know, playing my records and, you know, there was always something missing or something that wasn't there. And finally, when I decided to move to New York, because I was always a lyrical dude and a lot of people that would hear my music would already think I was from New York. And um, I would always come there to do things. I felt like things would move faster when I was coming up to New York. It's just like just the energy of the city. There's more people. There's more opportunities. And moving here had, had like accelerated my you know the name recognition in my career and meeting a whole lot of people that I would have never dreamt about meeting or do, doing music with and um I love the DC area and it's like I, I was raised there you know it, it made me who I am so to speak but music wise like career wise it was necessary move for me to make uh that move to New York. I mean New New York is more of an entertainment type city. Like Washington DC is more like a political slash military type type city. So doing music over there never connected with me. Like I, it it was really tough. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> you talked a little bit about the radio stations not not getting any uh you know not not connecting with the local DJs, how did you take us on a, a, a quick look of your journey when it came to uh, the grind, hustling, selling tapes, making tapes, and actually getting that recognition? Well, what you meant at when I started moving to New York or even when I was in Maryland, D.C.? You can do both. We start with uh, Maryland, well, D.C. Well, I was, well, you know, when, when I... I had done a few things, like I said, back, I think I was like 16 or 17, I would go back to Paris and, and my a, friend, a good friend of mine was working with some um, some French rappers called the Science Super Crew and I got on, onto their record and from there, some, some, uh, some producers took note of me and I was flown back there to do a, a vinyl single called Prison and the Anthem uh, with J.R. Ewing and Armini Blanco. And so that kind of gave me the bug, like, okay, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting flown. I, I, I'm, I'm releasing some, some material. So I came back here, and it was the time where, you know, I started burning like CDs. I, w- I would go to, to my, my homegirl Misty's crib in um, George Washington University and just burn a lot of CDs because I didn't have a CD burner back then. And I would just go on the street and just, just give it to people. Go to college campuses, do shows give it to people trying to get shows like going around to these spots like at Adams Morgan or wherever U Street and when I see hip hop shows me and my boy uh, T Money we would just ask people like yo can I get five minutes and you know most of the times we get dogged out or whatever like nah you know whatever but you know eventually we started being able to get some shows and get getting the name out started collaborating with people you go to ciphers and you meet people you go to open mics like i did all these things and it got to a point where i had a few i was running with um the mad power unit back in the day they were like a big promotional team i don't know if they still i don't think they're still together uh in dc they used to have the ritz and they used to promote for different clubs yeah. and there was tupac d and uh <clears throat> monique moxie and they 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 would put me in the studio. They would have me recording songs and things like that. So I started having getting my name out, meeting more DJs over over there. But it much as what's going on here, if like your record wasn't coming, wasn't sent to them by Def Jam or by Universal, 
it's like for them to play one of your records, even if it was more of an up-tempo record they could dance to or anything or, or, or more radio-friendly material, it was very hard for them to, to do anything. You know, they're like, yo, I love your music, you're dope and all that, but it's always like a but. And, you know, at the time, I didn't realize that the power of the internet yet and that, you know what, you could build your own fan base and you could build your own buzz. What year was this? Uh, man, I, do I remember? Like, maybe like 2000, 2005, 2007, like the, the whole era. And I was going back and forth to New York also at the time. So I was already make, building relationships up there. And um, even even in the in the late late 90s already, I was I was uh, running around. But that whole that whole period was like a blur in my head because we were partying hard. We would be everywhere. Like we would be clubbing a lot. We would go to different cities and promote our music. Like I had mixtapes. We'll go to New York. We'll, we'll go for a day. We'll drive up to New York, me and my boys and have like a box of CDs. And like, no, nobody over there. We were like, okay, there's a spot where they sell mixtapes on Fulton Street in, in, in Brooklyn. There's Jamaica, Queens. There's Fordham in Bron- the Bronx. There's 125th in Harlem. We will write a list on a paper and hit all these spots. And we're like, yo, we got CDs. Y'all, y'all want to sell them? Give them hand to hand. Do it like that. So we would hit all these spots within two days, like rent a room somewhere and just bomb the city. We have flyers. We run up to DJs in front of Hot 97. Like, we ran up on Absolute. They had security to, like, you know, escort us out. Like, and we, were, we weren't doing it on some aggressive. We were just like, hey, what's up? We was just happy-go-lucky. Like, yo, we rap. We got music. So it's like, it's, fun, it's funny now to think about it because now I know it doesn't really, really work like that. But you have to kind of understand the way the game is going. We were, we were young. And we just had the hunger to do it without any knowledge of how the business actually works. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's it's difference between being an artist and just doing it as a hobby and just throwing music up on SoundCloud and doing it as a career and it being your livelihood. And people don't teach you what it is. A lot of people know, but they're not going to really guide you. They're just going to like, so I I was kind of self-taught. More or less, I kind of learned from my mistakes and learned from the, I saw the things that did work and things that didn't work. And uh, yeah, it comes come down to a time where I was like, what am I doing in Maryland? Like, you know, I, I, I have these songs I'm getting on these blogs, but I can't even get a show in Maryland. Like nobody's like even calling me to do a show, whether free or <laughs> much less getting booked for some money. So I'm like, let me move to New York where it's at in the mix where all the greats are, all the artists, and, and, and really take a stab at it then. And it's the best thing I ever did because, you know, a few years later, I got songs with Raekwon. I got songs and videos with Sean Price. Um, I, I've I've been around. I'm, I'm down with the Beat Miners crew. They're, they're like family now, you know what I mean? Uh, DJ Evil D, Mr. Wall, DJ Bizarro, everybody at Beat Miners Radio. And really the name recognition like kind of jump started, started getting shows, performed everywhere in the United States, been to Europe a few times. So just building from there, I learned a lot. It was kind of like a crash course into like the real business. I see what happens behind the scene. I know what's what now and I'm, I'm moving accordingly. Yeah, your <clears throat> it sounds like your your ambition and your drive, you know, is is unparalleled. I mean, you're you're, you're out there, and, and I like the fact that you just sit, you hit on a point. You can't just put it on Sound SoundCloud and expect it to hit. You know what I mean? You what you did, and the way you just outlined it was the grind, the hustle. You know what I mean? You took a you took a chance, and then not only that, you realized you weren't in the place to be. Because anyone that knows Maryland, Virginia, D.C., it's more, you know, it's a lot of rhythm and blues, a lot of go-go. You know what I mean? Yep. It's mm-hmm. a completely different, different, it's changed. I've been here for a while, but it, it's changed and has embraced hip-hop a lot more than, let's say, in the 90s and early 2000. But still, if you're going to be someplace, New York is where you 
you know, you, you have to be in and, and you figure that out pretty fast. Because like, and, and just to, to, to expound on that point, it's just like, it's like everywhere else, you know, even here it's, there's circles in certain circles and everything is a little bit clickish. And like in DC, I don't feel like I can't even, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe I wasn't dealing with the right people to really get it out there at the time, but New York, I felt like you had the opportunity to just get on stage, and if you could really wow people over there, they'll look at it and really like give it up to you. And and it's a tough crowd because everybody is is jaded. Everybody's seen everything, but also they New York has seen a lot of quote unquote nobodies become somebodies. So they're not surprised when they see that. And it's like if you if you are able to impress people and get on stage, like I remember when I when I first got to New York, my boy James, he used to direct some videos and he I could tell he was like immediately a fan of my music because when I met him he had already heard my stuff and he started taking me around the spots because he knew he knew a lot of people in in the game. And I, we would go to like the public assembly and there'll be like a, like hip hop shows and there'll be like Sean Price, uh, Smith and Wesson in the building or whatever. And he would get me on stage. He would just say the words to the DJ or whoever was throwing. He was like, yo, I'm gonna get this guy on stage. And he wouldn't even tell. He's like, yo, the point, you ready to rock? <laughs> and that's one of the first times I got on stage in front of like notable people and I rocked it and everybody gave me my props. From there, I met so many people and it's just like, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air because I felt like I've rocked a lot of stages and spit my heart out and without anything, any type of positive feedback. This is how I was actually getting people like, oh, I'll send you a beat. Oh, you 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 know, to have Steel from Smith & Wesson tell you, yo, you, you rocked it. The people on the, uh, you know, you had all these people going and stuff. It's like unbelievable to me. And I was like, I'm glad I took a chance on myself because I could have just been sitting in Maryland and just wondering why nothing was picking up. But I, I just, uh, that goes to anybody who's following the dream. Like be in the mix, be around the people that are doing it. Be around, if you want to paint, be around some some dope painters. If you want to play basketball, be around where the best basketball players are playing. And I wanted to be around where MCing was dumb at the highest level, which to me is, is still New York. And that's no disrespect to any other place but New York is like, there's just so many talented folks everywhere you go. And I felt like if I could stand out over there, like I, I really, I'm really not lying to myself. And this is really what I got, I, what I'm here to do. Yeah, no doubt. And, and that's, I mean, you, you can't say that any better. If you have to submerge yourself into it and to, if you're going to be about it and, you have to be ready at a moment's notice. I mean, your man put you up on stage and you're in front of some of the top MCs. I mean, you mentioned Sean Price twice right now. And some people may have never heard of him. And and, and he, other people, he's in high regards as one of the best out there that did it. He recently passed away. What was your experience like and how did you end up hooking up with him? Well, it was... Quote unquote by chance because I, I didn't premeditate it. Um, uh, a friend of mine that I met in New York at the time uh, had uh, just he he had told me that uh, Sean Price was uh, you know at uh, PF Cutting's crib and he he you know he was open to do a feature with me and I was like I guess he would talk to him. It just like the text message just came out of nowhere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was like, word. I was like, and I I knew I wanted to make it easy. You know, I didn't want to just send him a beat that I had. So right away, I went back home, wrote a song with a hook and two verses, just so it would be like a slam dunk for him. And uh, I sent it to him. And um, the guy gave him gave him my number and he called me. He was like, yo, join is dope. Yo, I already, I already finished writing my verse. He's like, come through. And I'm on, I'm on my way to uh, East New York somewhere, and it happens to be P.F. Cutting's crib. For people who don't know P.F. Cutting is, he was in the group Blase Blah, Blah uh, that had that song, When the East is in the House, Oh yeah. My God, Danger. Danger. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was about to go sing. Nah, I didn't. I didn't know. And he's he was Sean Price DJ. Rest in peace, Sean Price. And I'm I'm going to his crib, and Sean Price is spitting a verse over my over my beat, and I'm like, and he's telling me like, "Yo, you rock it, man." You know, I I, I was following you behind your flow and all that, and I was like, "Wow, this is kind of crazy." Yeah. So immediately, <laughs> so I don't know him, I don't know PF Cut, and I'm just here chilling, like, "What the hell's going on?" And uh, literally, like, I'm just like, just shocked. I'm like, "Wow!" Like, uh, and I, immediately I, I'm like, "Yo." I want to shoot a video for this. And he's like, yo, just call me. He's like, yo, just make sure. Like, I don't want to be in no video where I'm like standing outside a corner store and the guy just rapping in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, you know, the cliche uh-huh. video he probably's done a thousand times. And I feel like I've done a thousand times. And I really took that to heart. And I, I hooked up with my boy Nero uh, and Cyril Maya, who, who directs videos, uh, who, who I had met in France, who lived in Harlem, and Brian Winston. And we came up with a whole mini movie concept for the video because we were like, yo, this got to be crazy. And it was kind of so out there. We were kind of nervous that Sean Price wouldn't want to do it because we had a scene where we were like, with him in it, where we were like redoing Reservoir Dogs, where the guy's torturing the guy with the, the knife and cutting his ear off. Iconic <laughs> scene. Iconic and, and, scene. Exactly. <laughs> and because we did Fight Club in that video when they're beating up the guy in the tuxedo. Yeah. And that scene too. And we're like, yo. Dead presidents. To, exactly. Yeah, that's a great video. <laughs> willing to dance, dance around with the knife. He's, he said, yo, I'm down. Let's do it. And we were like, oh, wow. Okay. So. You know, it took me a little while to track him down after the song. I actually, shoot the video because he's a very—he was a very busy guy, but he was such a good sport. Like, like he was just so real and down to earth. Like you almost felt like, because for me, he's one of my heroes. Like anybody from the boot camp clique, just like the Wu Tang. Like those are the people that yeah. made me want to rap. And he was like, "Yo, just pick me up in my cribs." I picked him up, took him to Harlem. We shot the video, and. That's the type of person he was. There was no pretension with him. It was like always respectful, always dropping jewels. And it was kind of crazy because I was never like the type to like, just because we did a song or just because we shot a video, to act like I'm I'm your best friend or whatever. I, I always want to respect the fact that he had a family and he had a space. But like after... A few months or a year after he he saw he was like he saw me at a show and was like yo Napoleon why don't you never call me to to promote perform that song with you and I was like I kind of laughed like I didn't know I could call you for that he's like yo if you're doing a show in New York hit me up so I was thinking in the back of my mind when I have like a a certain show I was gonna hit him up and I seen him a week or so later and he was like yo Napoleon on the real I when I first met you I didn't know who you was. And I didn't really think like I was gonna hear from you again, like, and but you earned my respect. Like I seen like the way you move, the way you you growing as an artist, and and how your buzz is going, and you earned my respect. Cause he's like respect is not given, it's earned. Yeah. And then two two weeks later, I get a call from DJ Bizarro, and he told me he passed away. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. Nobody expected it. And for people who were not in the scene in, in, in New York, he was kind of like a silent leader in the scene. People had a lot of respect for him. He was always, you would always see him, you know, with his wife at the show with P.F. Cutting. And, you know, he would just come to the show, rock his verse and be out, like very professional. And everybody had respect for him. Like he he would never like, He's not the type of guy when you see him and he act like he don't know you or, you know, he kind of act standoffish. He, he, he's always such a down-to-earth guy and that hard, hardworking, very hardworking and inspired me a lot for me to do what I'm doing now because I would go to P.F. Cutting's radio show and he's telling me like, yo, Sean Price got like seven, seven album worth of material. Wow. And so you're going to hear a lot of Sean Price material. because I'm, I hope so because he's just constantly recording like a machine and you could hear from his rhyme that it it was 
one some of the best rhymes you ever heard and he was that good and he didn't have the financial backing throughout his career to to be at the level where you'd have the Nas the Jay-Z's to be to be considered top five or top ten in a lot of people's conversation but if you just base it on just skill it's like yeah he's he's a contender for sure yeah no doubt I mean I know I've been he's in my rotation far as what I've been listening to and uh yeah, it, you know, we talk about the video that you made with him, the song that you made with him. I mean, it, it must bring you great comfort that you were able to work with someone on that, that level and that was respected, but also to earn his respect. So I'm sure that brings you a lot of comfort, uh, you know, with his passing. Um, but with that video, the Wise Men video, one of the things I liked about it, you know, I, 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 I'm a big film buff, so I, I definitely picked up on the homage to the, the various films. But the beginning part is the one that I really liked about that. The message. that and, and I think that just hit home and resonated with me personally more than anything. Just the, 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 the way MCs conduct themselves. You know, the, at least the ones that are being financially backed, as you just said. Not, you know, any of the, the names that you mentioned, but a lot of MCs, the gold, the jewelry, the dancing, you know what I mean? The use of the word uh, uh, nigga uh, yeah. amongst the community and uh, uh, letting other people, executives, call them that. I mean, that that right there was very powerful. Yeah, I, we and we wanted to do it like like the, the whole idea is that we, we, we wanted to make it kind of like a parody to make people understand what they're looking at because – Honestly, a lot of people, and we took a chance because we shot a video for Young Monkey, uh, like inside of the video. So, like, we shot a video for the video, and we were <laughs> debating on how we would insert that in the video because, like, yo, maybe if we put it at the beginning, we would lose the people. But yeah. at the same time, we took a chance because we're like, yo, you know what? This this is like art. It's like a mini movie. You got you got to watch it, and you got to be. We, we were betting that people would be intrigued enough to go through the video and understand what we were doing. But honestly, if you look at the video from the beginning, you could have thought it was any any artist that's popping up, popping oh, yeah. up right now. Yeah. And then you kind of get it and you see see what it is. It's like people don't understand. It's, it's a business. Like the, these, a lot of these artists is manufactured, which is fine. Like we we're all in the business, but it, it's, it doesn't have to do anything with culture. It just has to do with selling units and 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 whatever's gonna they're gonna think people are gonna gravitate to talk about and sell and what we're doing is we we were rebelling we kidnapped the artists we kidnapped the CEO and we took over the game which is not not it's more of a metaphor of of what we're doing with our music and 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 our, what space we occupy in the game and it's kind of also a testament to our frustration like oh man you know how we you were talking about these conversations where you're like, yo, why are these people doing this and that? It was just like, yo, let's take it over. Let's when we came up with video, let's let's have an artist like that, a CEO, a stereotypical CEO, and let's kidnap him and just, you know, dump their bodies somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what he did. As crazy as this sound, that's exactly what we did. And we had a we had a good time doing it. Yeah, no, it 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 came through and it, well done, well done. And talking more about collaborations, one other another one I dug up was uh, La Femme Nikita that mm. you did with. Uh, I was really impressed with that uh, collaboration and with some of her work. I'm not familiar with her. I just was digging around and 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 you know practicing what I preach about digging for more content and the fact that female MCs are just all but extinct, you know, ones that actually can MC that can move a crowd, you know what I mean? They're all but extinct. And, and, you know, when I, when I started looking at her and, and I saw the, the video that you guys did, and then I dug a little deeper and I was just seeing, you know, where she comes out of, she comes out of Texas, Dallas, I think it was, and just seeing what she has to say and how she's, you know, ripping the mic. I, I don't know where she is today or what she's what she's into so, so far. But w what was your experience like working with her? Yeah, I'm glad you brought her up. I mean, I think she's from. I think it's called Texacana or yeah. Tex. Uh, it has a weird name, like a, a small place in Texas, not exactly Dallas. But um, see, like I was part of this um, 
this show called Spitting in the Whip uh, by DJ uh, by by Crazy Al Kane, and uh, we would go in his car. He would play a random beat, and we would have to rhyme. That's tight. And uh, she did it too. And you know, we both killed killed our episodes. And Crazy Al Kane kind kind of linked us up, you know. And and we met. And she was, you know, she's very beautiful, but she's also very down to earth. And she's like such a dope MC with such a unique voice. And she could really spit. She's not like somebody that needs to be at the studio or have somebody write for her. Like she could really, really spit. And um, we got together to do the song, and we shot the video, and. Um, she, she like I, I ran into her actually in Manhattan at Macy's the other day, and she's still doing it. Like she's still making music. Yeah, I followed her on. Uh, I followed her on. Uh, did we lose him? I followed her on. Uh, I think her YouTube station. So I mean, it, it, she she's got mad skills, mad skills. We did. So it's connecting. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I don't know if you've heard heard of her but you know just just unbelievable talent it's all right we'll get him back on technical difficulties <laughs> there we go are you there yeah i'm back Sorry about that. yeah so i was saying i was saying that yeah i i've i've you know subscribed to her on uh on youtube and uh you know her her station is is just filled with her, and she's got just just mad skills. I mean, just just yep. dropping it. And I see that that it's missing though. I mean, there there are some out there that are doing it, but not like not like before. Like if you go back to the eighties and nineties, uh, you know, the female presence was was pretty big in hip hop, in rap, should I say, rap music, but well, uh, not not as much. It's 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 you know it's 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 a very testosterone driven type of <laughs> type of environment. But there, I know a lot of like dope female MCs. Actually, uh, this Friday, yeah. uh, not tomorrow, next week, I'm forming with Genesis B, who's also uh, a dope dope MC. And uh, me and her did a few joints. And she's from Mississippi, and so it's like it's funny because they're both from down south, and they, they moved to New York. Cause Family Kid, I think she lives in, and she lives in the New York, Jersey area. And um, I know quite a few that are really dropping it and really doing it. It's just that we all have our set of challenges when it comes to doing this, and it's it's very oversaturated uh, market with MCs and and and. To, to be able to stand out as an artist, you have to really bring something special to the table. And um, Nikita is also a talented actress, and I know she's she's pursuing that real, real heavy. And um, hopefully we'll be able to collab one of these days, too. But I've ran across quite a few real dope MCs like Genesis B, who I have songs with. There's another one, uh, At Last. Uh, she's from she she I think she's in Harlem or the Bronx. She's dope. And the Ruby Salah I got a song with, and she was down with. Um, I think she was on HBO when they had the Deaf Poetry Jam, and she she killed it. And she's a dope MC. So there, there's a lot there's a lot of MCs with skills. It's tough, and it's probably not being promoted as much. I don't know, you know, by the industry as a whole, because nowadays, if you're not, you know, Nicki Minaj, I can't even think of another one. I don't know. Dev, Dej Loaf, I don't know if she'd really be emceeing or singing. I don't really know. Yeah. But uh, it's, there's there's a lot of females with skills out there. And um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's about, like you said, it's about digging for it, you know? Yeah. And, and just backtracking a bit, you know, when, some of the things that are missing, like the female element, but also that, that uh, you know, just the message. What are you talking about? What are you saying? Yep. How would you describe your message, that, what you're saying? Well, you yep. know, when, 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 I, when, I take the, when I pick up the pen, I, I really let it flow. And it's kind of, that's, that's what I, 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 can't, I can't stay away from this art. That's why I love it so much is that, it's like as you grow, like your rhymes and your content grows too, and it's 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 almost like goes hand in hand. Like I don't have to force it. I I don't, I'm not sure how anybody else write, 
and does their thing, but I've never had to like read a, a, a magazine or an encyclopedia. Like if I need to talk about a topic, it's just once I let the pen flow and the beat hiss, like it just comes out like from my subconscious, whatever I know about it. So whatever level I am at mentally at that point is going to really, is going to transcribe, is going to translate in a song. Yeah. And, and it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, as far as my message goes, you know, I'm about reality rap as far as uh, the world through my lenses. Like yeah. I've had, I, I, I've, I didn't have anything in this game handed to me. I've had to go out and get it. And it's not easy. I've had a lot of times where I was frustrated. I hit walls. I had to regroup, re-strategize, remove. And I also want to be a voice for people who can't speak. You know what I mean? Just like all the voices. Yeah, we might have lost him again. But to what he's saying is he does. He he, he actually – he. he the stuff he's talking about, what he's emceeing about, what he's writing about, he's standing up for the people. He's a voice for the people, much like much like Immortal Technique. Uh, Immortal Technique, of course, is right in the forefront. I mean, he's right there mixing it up with the people. So, I mean, that's what I get out of uh, Napoleon the Legend's, uh, you know, the, his music. Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing to me that I haven't heard of him well now you have I'm, 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 you don't even know i'm thrilled i'm glad I'm thrilled so we were, just, we were just i know we got cut off but i it's all right it's kind of funny because my dj dj bizarro who's down with with, with the beat at beat minus radio yeah he, when he met me he was the same way like damn i can't believe i had never heard of you yeah and i get that reaction a lot from people and it's like somehow i'm like damn is this something i'm not doing I'm doing wrong, but at the same time, it's 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 good to know that because no, it's it's it's, it's not so much what you're doing. It's it's more me personally and how I let how I allowed um, uh, the system or a system to feed me the wrong stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like if they put a McDonald's or a liquor store on every corner, you're going to walk in there. You're going to get your your candy, your sugar, your 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 liquor and stuff like that. It's more. And and you and, and life itself. Sometimes life gets in the way. You know what I mean. You start getting older. At least I am. And I, it, it's it's it. You you forget. You you forget what what means much to you. What what you love. What you're passionate about. And you know I'm I'm fortunate enough that I'm I've surrounded myself with people like Miriam and and other people in my life where they pulled me back into the fold. You know what I mean? Where I love the arts. I love hip hop. I love MCs and DJs. And I can, you know, re submerge myself back into that lifestyle and find people like yourself. So I don't think it's anything because, like I said, it's not hard for me to connect the dots and go online. You know what I mean? Even if I can't make it to New York, I can connect those dots and I can find you. I can find La Femme Nikita. I can find Sean Price. We're all connected within this relationship, within this hip-hop garden. And we just have to make that effort to feed ourselves from it. True that. And it, it's like, it's always a great feeling, you know, when people put you on to artists. And it's like, that happens to me too. Like, I'll go to, to, to somebody's crib and they'll be like, yo, check this out. I remember like, for example, um, I, like Rock Marciano, who, who I used to know from the flip mode days. Yeah. And it would bust the rhymes. And I was like, yeah, he's dope, but, you know, that's it. I didn't follow up on yeah. it. And when he came back out with his album, uh, my boy made me hear it. And I was like, damn, like, that's incredible. He produced all that and he's rhyming. But I had no idea. If somebody didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known. And look at him now. Like, you know, it, his name is getting bigger. His music is, is, is like, mad, dope, yeah. and consistent. So word of mouth is everything and it's necessary. You know what I mean? And, like... Lately, what I've been doing, I've been messing around with like making memes on my my phone, uh, where you know I realize that people don't have a lot of like a very short attention span because of the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and you know the, the fast food society we live in. And I've been I, I I started it out to promote lyric my lyrics, so I would have a picture, put my lyrics on the side, and do it kind of like um 
like a card, like a meme. Yeah, I saw it. And I started thinking like, damn, why don't I do that with a lot of people I ran across in, 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 the, in the past or now or friends or then the people that I grew up to, to loving. And I, I started a thing called Lyrical Minded with uh, BoomBapNation.com where I, I made memes for everybody. I made memes for La Femme Nikita. I made memes for Sean Price, myself, a lot of underground artists, a lot of legends. And like, I'm, I'm seeing how much people appreciate the lyrical aspect, the fact that it's a little bit of art and there's lyrics attached to them. And I started a Facebook page two weeks ago. I'm already over like 3,000 likes and so many people sharing it, talking about it, having discussions about it. And I'm like, Doing my part as far as spreading the culture out, like I'll do a meme of Kid Hood. You might not even know who he is, but he was the first guy in the scenario remix that who died. Like nobody <sighs> talks about him. There's uh half a mil, who I one of my favorite MCs. Nobody talks about. I made a meme from him for him. So I'm doing that. It's it's kind of a fun thing, and I'm realizing that people really miss lyrics. That's why I called it lyrical minded, and I say lyrics matter. It's just doing my part to just like spread the culture that way because without that word of mouth like we wouldn't know some of the artists we love today and, and where can people find those memes and well, everything you, that you're posting you could go on uh facebook uh it's lyrical minded bbn lyrical minded bbm bbm stands for boom bap nation so that that's that's what we're doing and you can follow it on Instagram too, Lyrical Minded BBM. And you have memes. Now we're putting an audio behind them, so I have the snippet of the songs too that go with the lyrics. And it's just it's just a it's just a cool thing. And that's the upside. That's the that's exactly what social media should be used for. You know what I mean? Help inspire, help educate, and yeah. and help move people in the right direction. Because there's a lot of garbage out there, and there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know can get you caught up in. You know what I mean? You lose part of your day looking at some of this stuff. Um, yeah, all the, all, all the fight videos, all the yeah. people falling and breaking their necks. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, yeah, like I... Yeah, I mean, pretty much all that stuff. And we've all been a victim to it, right? You know what I mean? We've been... Uh, We've been we've been held up where I'm looking at something. It could be anything, just foolishness that, that I'm, I'm looking at. Last night, I literally looked at his videos, La Femme Nikita's... I didn't watch any television. Really? I didn't watch any television. <laughs> I tried to watch a movie at the end of the night, but, you know, no, literally, I, uh, I didn't watch anything. Yeah, we had technical difficulties. Yeah. So I was just saying, I was just saying about the social media was uh, uh, the, uh, I spent all last night watching your stuff, La Femme Nikita's, didn't watch any television. You know what I mean? So the fact that I can just go online and look at the right stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's where it's for me. That's where it's at. It's there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we don't we don't stop the show even if you you get separated. <laughs> we just we keep we keep this show going. Uh, hey, there are no edits. It's hip hop, you know. It's yeah. it's kind of like it's like the means like you take something and you repack. It's kind it's kind of like hip hop started. We took samples and we made yeah. brand new music out of them. And it's just like my whole thinking is that we could use social media and the fact that people have short attention spans, but still want lyrics to just do a meme. Because I realized that if if I post up a music link or I say something, you know, I might have just a few likes. But if you post the same thing you said and it's a meme with like Will Smith's face in the back, yeah, uh, people will like, share it, yeah, comment. It gets more hits, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm, I just realized that I'm like, damn, you know, why don't I just put. Instead of just writing out the lyrics, just, just put them in the form of a meme, and, and it actually works, man. People, people, people are visual. People like that quick stuff, man. Yeah, you put a, kit, a kitty cat on it, you'll get a billion likes. People love cats and just crazy stuff. I, I don't get it, but <laughs> it, it happens. I'll tell you one thing that I'm thankful for, and it is Miriam Tazi's birthday. The fact that she gave me this gift in the form of you. Napoleon the legend. I mean, that's it speaks volumes. I mean, it's I'm I'm really happy you spent some time with us and uh, your connection with Miriam. I guess you guys went to school together, right? Yeah, long time ago. No, <laughs> long no. time ago. <laughs> what, what, what was it? What was it? What was a young Miriam Tazi like? The same. You know, because we we she has a nickname on the show. She's uh, <laughs> known as AWA, the African with attitude. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
See, I'm nice. I don't know where he gets that from. See, I was nice back in the day, wasn't I? My brother was the mean one. My impression of man, yeah, she she was always actually a real cool, down to earth uh, girl. Like, you know what I mean? You could talk to her about anything. You would just um, what you see is what you get. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. And and, and you know it's kind of funny because I remember. I remember where you lived too, because I used to. <laughs> Great, Scott, yeah, my Scott, neighbor with Scott. all of them, Scotty. Yeah, and, and Frank. I spoke about that the other day. And Frank, Frank is one of the dudes that got me into hip hop because he was the first friend of mine that was rapping. Yeah, I remember. They, they they were like walking distance from each other's house. Frank was at the in his basement just recording on tapes, and that that made me want to rap. That's cool. So. It's crazy how life, how things connect. Well, I appreciate you reaching back out, you know, and answering and, you know, keeping in touch and being on point. Like, I was really happy that you uh, you were okay with doing this. It's really cool. Thank you. And and congratulations for everything. It's really awesome to see where you're at. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and uh, it, it's great. It's great to, to speak to you after all these years right. via, it's, via awesome. its interview. That's kind of that's kind of crazy. It is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, we're 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 over the moon. So, do you have anything in the works that you want us to check out? Well, um, what do you want to feed me? I mean, I I got you know what I mean. I mean, the the album I put out, uh, Awakening, is still out on Bandcamp and on iTunes. Yeah, I got. Uh, I also have a project. I did a special project this summer, uh, a collab project with an R and B singer producer named B Bass, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of me. Going outside of the box that I usually go, uh, um, that that, I'm, that people are used to hearing me, and it's called THP, The Happy Place. That's also available. And I will have music available uh, early next year. I just don't really, right now, I don't even want to speak about it because <laughs> I don't, um, I, I want to really focus on finishing and, and, and putting it out there because I, I, I'm tired of hearing myself talk about things that are coming out and yeah. it Sometimes they take a while because things happen. You want it to be right, and I don't want to rush it. And that, that's kind of like the, you know, the advantage of being independent. You don't, you don't have a certain deadline. You don't have to rush it. And I want it to be right. But next year, early next year, you keep following me on like on Facebook, uh, Napoleon the Legend, on my on my website, and, and you'll definitely have music. And I've done so many features. Like this year and all the time that, yo, there's a new song I'm featured on coming out like every week almost. Like even without me forcing it, like you'll hear a song all featuring the point of legend. Like last week there was a song with me, Lord Digger, who produced a lot of uh, songs uh, for, uh, uh, he produced songs on Ready to Die, Um, Mm. Illinois, and UG from the Cellar Dwellers that came out called Bars. the week before, I put out a song with Skanks, the rap martyr, about Nina Simone. It's called Nina. So you go on my SoundCloud, like you can hear, you can hear all these songs. That's a shame. And uh, <laughs> waiting for the next project to come out next year, which I will not speak about. I keep that a secret. But y'all, y'all stay tuned. Yeah, no, we're, we're we will. We're, we're on board. <laughs> we're we're definitely on board, and we're gonna spread the word. And you know, like I said, if there's anything we can do, uh, you know, we're 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 right here for you. Well, we I appreciate that. And like I said, it's like it, it's important, and and I'm glad I'm doing the lyrical minded thing because it feels good to know that some people are discovering artists that they're not they didn't know just through these memes. It's like it's making people curious about their music. Also, I did a meme for uh, my boy Hefty Metal who passed away five days after I made that meme of mm. him, and he was from Scranton, PA. You know, underground artist that I've I've seen in the scene, real cool dude. And he was really happy that I put him on blast like that. And he passed away. So it's like, yo, some of these people never get recognized. So whenever, whatever y'all, y'all could do hearing this, when you like something, share it, like it, like that. You know, if you're not going to purchase it, you know, if you're sharing it, if you're going to like it, that's how you keep the, the culture spreading. That's how you spread the good word. And that, that, that's your contribution to hip hop, if, if any of that. And that doesn't take any money. It just takes a click. Yeah. You're right. That's it. And that's what we're going to do. So, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, we oh, really appreciate it. Miriam, always a pleasure. When I come back to that area, we, we should all meet up one of these days. Definitely. Sounds like a plan. Take it easy, man. Thanks for being here. 
Take care. Happy birthday. Don't go too crazy this weekend. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. All right, Bye. Peace out. Bye. Yeah. Sweet. That was good. He was, uh, yeah, I'm everything. So, I'm so glad he did it. <laughs> everything I expected. Like I said before, I'm upset that I didn't know him, but I'm happy now that I do. Because I just, the, the, you know, the timing is just kind of right, you know? I just, um, yeah, after I mean, all the, um, what is it, the recaps that you've done and everything, I mean, I've talked to you about him before. It was like a slow build, 132 episodes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> 132 episodes, in, and we start moving towards more conversations. Of, of, you know, of course we talk about stuff we like. Within that body of work, if I can call it work, but it's it a feel um, like work. No, well, you know, it's it's been a progression, and of course, you can see when I get excited when I talk about MC. I mean, you know, if, of course, I've said it before. I get a little spoiled when I hang out with KRS or Big Daddy Kane or, or just you know, a little spoiled. Rock him, yeah. You know what I mean? Just hanging out with Ra, yeah, Cypress Hill, yeah, just sitting you know? down, chit chilling, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, being able to find a talent like this, you know what I mean? This right under my nose, you know, right under my nose the whole time. Yeah. Cause the first time I knew about the Sean price thing, I knew about that for a while. I didn't make the connection or do the math until you brought it up. And I said, Oh, that's the same. I know this video. Like I know it. I thought it was dope then. And I still think it's dope. It's cool. And it's just, it's just power. So if you guys listening, be sure to look up uh, Napoleon the Legend and the Wise Men video with Sean Price, but also connect those other dots, you know, because you go from Napoleon the Legend to La Femme Nikita, and then that connects to something else. And literally, that's what I Just, did. I was going to say that's like then you don't end up doing anything but staying online for hours, yeah, <laughs> which is great. It's better than the alternative, of like you course. said, looking at fight videos, looking at you know. Some no, this is bullshit like, programming that they're force feeding you on cable or on Netflix. This or, is like discovery. This is just like I love that. You know, for hip hop heads. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know, if you're, if you're not into hip hop, probably not. For you, you can do that in different fields, but they'll That's get the, they'll get the feeling. Yeah, they know what you mean. Yeah. Everyone knows what you mean. I hope that excitement. That was fun. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad everything's working out for him. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 awesome. He's with the best and all that he deserves it not only that he's respected it's like reciprocated you know i mean he looks up to someone like a sean price and then they in turn show him the same love the same respect why because he put in work yeah he put in work Mm -hmm. like a lot of work yeah Yeah, and he's still i mean you can google he's not and look up up the bio (laughs) when he came here when he was four his parents split up you know what i mean he's pretty much Got few options just to fend for himself and figure it out. You know what I mean? This is the situation. You know how many people go through life and they're put in a situation to figure it out and they just go down the wrong path or they give up. You know what I mean? And they assimilate into something that they hate. And they're, a lot of drive. they're stuck in a cubicle or they're stuck in a, in, in a relationship or they're stuck living someplace they don't want to be. Every every time he was asked that question, every time Napoleon the Legend was called to task, he accepted the challenge and he made a move. Yeah. He literally made a move. Anyone listening to this podcast, that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint. And he's grinding it out to this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't have the doesn't have the endorsements or the money that or the backing of DJs and radio stations. What does he do? Keeps going. That's right. <laughs> Keeps going. Yeah. He makes a move. Right. He sells tapes. He sells CDs. You know what I mean? He finds he a way. He puts himself in the right place at the right time. Come on, man. What's better than that? That is the dream. And that's not the American dream. That's a global dream because he is from all over the world. Africa to Paris to Washington, D.C. to New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's worldwide. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I didn't even write that. <laughs> huh? Skills. 
You know, All kinds of skills today on the mic. I likes that. <laughs> I'm digging that. So, Miriam Tazi, you produced this episode, so you are officially officially a producer. Oh, or I could be executive producer. No, you produce that episode. Okay. I'm executive producer, oh, okay. so I got to get a credit. Okay. But no, I'll you 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 are officially a producer. Thank you. Yeah, not bad. Wow. Hmm? Hmm. That was a great job. You did a great job with great the interview. Fun. Yeah. Well, that's fun. That still leads. Uh, we still have to. I still got some engineering to do here, but <laughs> no, it was great. So I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, uh, you guys listening, be sure to be sure to look them up. You know, online the meme um, on Instagram is lyrical minded BBN yeah. on Instagram, and yeah, it's I'm looking at it right now. It's cool. It parallels what Andy Katz. That's is what doing. I was thinking when he was talking about it. I'm like, that's so similar. Yeah, it, it parallels with we got we have to tweet him uh, yeah. later on and 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 let them know um, because uh, I think they should know each other. Um, mm-hmm. But Andy Katz, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast, does uh, he, he? You know, drawing. He does art paintings, watercolor paintings, charcoal painting. He does all these different paintings, and also goes f- seeks out, finds the MCs, goes to the show. You know what I mean? I'm a witness of it. I, I've actually benefited from it, <laughs> and we go up to a KRS one and have them write their lyrics on the piece of art. So it's uh these these two brothers have are are, are like-minded and, yes, and I'm are. I'm more than honored to uh say that I I know them and I'm in a company of 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 great minds. Uh you included, oh, Mary thanks. and Tazi. All these birthday compliments. No, it's just a, that's a straight up compliment. Oh. I'll you know. take it. Yeah, thanks. Well, I have my moments. <laughs> Few and far between. <laughs> And on that note, folks, <laughs> Domino Motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Malcolm Riddle. I know you know you know you know I'm that guy that says Domino Motherfucker. Life is your brother, Malcolm Riddle. Riddle. The American Riddle Podcast.